0: Makes in the. Dark. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. I'm going to keep this intro short because we got to get our story going for this week. I got to warn you, it's a longer story, but very worth the ride. I do want to give a quick shout out to Ling Va for sharing my podcast. I'm actually a huge fan and listen to his work all the time. um, And a lot of my inspiration to tell scary stories spurred from his storytelling. I remember listening to one of Ling's personal stories when he talked about experiencing paranormal happenings around his home after he started to have his storytelling career. I think about that all the time, and I hope that it doesn't happen to me. If it does, I guess it's one more story to tell on my podcast. Please enjoy The Apartment. This is very recent. I'm finally brave enough to tell this to anyone outside of my family. The story starts with my husband and I searching for a new apartment to get away from East Side St. Paul. Our current location was, well, let's just say not as safe as we wanted it to be. We started searching at the end of 2019 and had no luck for a very long time. I decided to look into Facebook marketing to see if there was any luck there, and to my surprise I found one. I was especially interested in this one because it was close to my husband's and my workplace. I contacted the guy to see the apartment and he accepted. He greeted us and told us that there were actually two apartments available and that we would get to choose if we found that we were interested in staying there. One of the apartments was a ground level apartment and the other one was on the second level. We opted to see both. He took us to the second level first. Stepping inside, I immediately felt an unexplainable eeriness. I could tell something wasn't right. The apartment was what you would call ditzia xia. This is a Hmong phrase that means to give off a creepy vibe. I just felt very uncomfortable, especially when going into the bathroom, the hallway, and one of the bedrooms. Not wanting to sound rude, I kept quiet and continued the tour. We exited the second floor and entered the ground-level apartment. It was weird because I noticed a difference in the atmosphere when comparing the two spaces. This apartment had that warm and welcoming feeling. Again, I kept quiet and continued the tour. Because that was such an odd thing for me. As soon as we reached our car, I told my husband, Hey, let's get the one on the ground level instead. I like that one better. My husband shook his head and said, no, we should get the one on the second level so that no one can break the windows and come inside our apartment when we're not home. Also, we won't have to worry about people trying to peek inside. If we're on the second level, we'll be up higher. I tried to explain to him saying that the apartment on the second floor felt Shia. He replied, You're just being paranoid. Plus, the one on the second level is bigger. Maybe he was right. The conversation stopped there. When we got home, we started the paperwork for our new apartment. It was the end of January 2020. It was finally our move-in day. The very same day we moved in, my husband's grandma also passed away. We spent the day at her senior home with our family. When we came back, we slowly unpacked and organized everything that we hauled in that morning. I was still concerned, but I kept it to myself. A few days have passed, and the apartment started to feel okay. I told my husband that maybe I just had to get used to it first, just like our other apartment. My husband works at night. I began to feel this presence around. But I always ended up shrugging it off. Besides, everything always felt normal with my husband around. I thought that maybe I'm just paranoid to be alone since I'm not used to the place yet. One night... I was talking on the phone catching up with my friend T. I had a headset on and was sitting on the sofa trying to relax. I closed my eyes for a bit. We were talking and as I opened my eyes to reposition myself from my couch, I thought I saw a faded bluish green face staring back at me grinning where the hallway was. I paused to concentrate and confirm what I was really seeing. The smiling face started to fade and disappear back into the darkness of the hallway. I shrugged it off thinking it was just me being too tired. At that very same time of me seeing the smiling face, my friend T asked, What's that noise? I explained, Oh, it's just me. I'm on my headset and I was changing my position from sitting on the couch. After about two minutes of talking, T asked again, Is your husband home with you? I replied, Girl, you know my husband works the second shift. Why would you say that? She paused for a second before saying, I'm serious. I'm hearing things. Right when I heard her say that, I told her that I was going to take a break outside. I was actually scared and a little creeped out. I grabbed my keys and purse and headed toward the door. While I was running toward my door, I felt something charge after me, so I ran faster out of my place. I got to the outside of my apartment door. Just as I was closing the door to lock it, I noticed something in the corner of my eyes, a black shadow standing by the stairway going to the third level. I freaked out even more, so I didn't even bother to lock my door. I finally got outside. Still on the phone, I told T that I was outside. I felt such a big relief. That's when I realized that I didn't even have my jacket or shoes on. It was around 10 p.m., so I told my friend I'll just stay in the car until my husband comes home since it's almost time for him to leave work anyway. I went inside my car and turned it on. Where my car was parked, you could see the windows to our apartment. I squinted to look through the window and was shocked to find that something was staring right back at me. At this point, I decided it was time to meet up with my husband at his workplace. T told me she would be on the phone with me until I am with my husband. When I got to his workplace, I missed him by just a few minutes. I saw that he was entering the highway coming home already, so I turned my car around to head home. While on my way back, I asked T, I just want to know was it like an animal voice or a person person she said okay last question was it a male or female i asked she answered male when i got home i told my husband to meet me in the back i bursted into tears crying and telling him what happened he looked at me weird and told me not to be scared. I hesitated going back inside, but where else was I supposed to go? When I got inside, for some reason, I felt it left. My phone buzzed from a text message. I looked and T texted me. It said, I know you're wandering, so I'll let you know what I heard. When I asked you what that noise was, it was because I heard a male voice saying, Babe, when I asked you if your husband was home with you, It was because I heard the same voice saying, Come here. When you were running out the door, it said something, but I didn't hear what it said because it was muffled from you running. The next morning, I went to work. I decided to go see a card reader to see if she can help me. I explained that I saw something yesterday and wondered if we just accidentally crossed paths or if it was intentional for me to see. When I gave her the information that she needed, she asked me, When you guys moved in, did you guys clean the apartment? Did you cleanse it? I answered, No, because that very same day we moved, my husband's grandma passed away, so we probably forgot. I asked her if she was able to see or read anything. She replied, Yes, I'm seeing a lot of dead people. I was skeptical about her answer because before we moved in, I made sure to ask the property manager about the apartment's past. The manager told me that nothing happened there. No one died. I asked if it was just a loved one who passed and came to visit. The card reader shook her head and said, no, it's not a loved one. She added that we will need a strong shaman to cleanse and take the spirit to the other side. A shaman is a respected individual in the Hmong community who performs cultural rituals to heal a person or family. They can also connect to the spiritual world and investigate paranormal happenings. I talked to my mother-in-law. She said she will cleanse the place herself. No need for anything big. When Hmong folks cleanse an area, they use a thin branch of leaves to sweep every corner and every room where you live. They will say a blessing while doing so. At the end of the cleanse, you must dispose of the branch, symbolizing tossing away any negative energy or bad spirits that may have been left behind from the previous tenants. When she came to cleanse the apartment, things quieted down. Of course, this only lasted a few weeks. I asked my mother-in-law for another cleanse, thinking that maybe she left something out. Again, it only felt safe for a few weeks. I started to feel depressed. My husband and I argued a lot. I found myself not wanting to stay home. I always felt very angry and sad when I'm home. I just didn't feel like myself and I knew something was off. One morning, right after I left to work, my husband was still sleeping. He happened to be sleeping on my side of the bed. Out of nowhere, he felt his body freeze. He couldn't move he was experiencing a sleep paralysis episode. He tried to fight it off. He got his left eye to open a little. That's when he saw a man sitting at the end of my side of the bed in a yellow rain jacket with no face staring out the window. He panicked, fighting even harder to free himself. The man with no face disappeared and that was when he was able to free himself. Later that night, when he came home from work, he said, "'Honey, want to hear something scary?' I replied, "'If it's about this place, I don't want to hear it.' So we left it at that. The next morning, my husband and I were texting each other, and he told me his experience through text. I decided to reach out to the card reader again. She told me, "'It's making you feel what it was feeling.' "'Did you get a shaman to come cleanse your apartment like I told you to?' I explained that my mother-in-law tried." The thing about my mother-in-law was that she wasn't a full shaman in practice yet. Also, some time ago she mixed her shaman practices with our grandmas and something about doing that made it difficult for her to practice fully. All in all, her powers just weren't strong enough to get rid of the presence. We eventually turned to a shaman elder for help. However, he would be busy for another week, so it was another week of me feeling hopeless, afraid, and confused. Every night when I got off work, I would go over to my parents' place or one of my sister-in-law's place because I was too scared to stay in the apartment alone. I would say that it was a smart thing to do because it only bothers me when I'm alone. My sister-in-law and I researched the property but found nothing alarming. I began to wonder if it was the property itself and not the apartment complex. One night, while coming home, I saw my Hmong neighbor. We chatted. I asked him about the previous owners living in our apartment. He replied that the property manager used it as an office space. We eventually got to talking about my experience in the apartment. He connected and said, Oh, you've been seeing things too? My wife has been seeing things, especially when I work at night but don't be scared if anything just come knock at our door I felt a little better than before knowing that I wasn't crazy the next day I told my mom about my conversation she had my aunt come take a look my aunt performed her rituals and readings when we asked her about it she replied I'm not even sure what it is it looked very scary but I sent it to the other side already It wasn't happy when I asked what it wanted in order for it to leave. I explained that you live here now. It told me that it wanted to take a life. I replied that its request is impossible, that even God won't allow it. After bargaining with it, it accepted 300 Joss money. I already gave that Joss money. When we arrived on the other side, it wanted even more. But I told it that we already had an agreement. It left. In the Hmong culture, it is a belief that shamans can negotiate with spirits and try to settle on an agreement when there is a disturbance in the human or living world. You have to understand that as long as we respect the spirit, in most cases, it will do the same back. The shaman should still practice proper precautions he or she has to negotiate wisely and be firm with the initial goals of contacting the spirit. My aunt giving it 300 Joss money was a bargain for it to leave the area and cut ties with the family. To a person who may not be familiar with Joss money, it literally looks like an old newspaper with very thin layers of gold and silver foil in the center. To a shaman though, Joss money is ghost money and it's given to the spirit through burning. I felt a big weight lifted off my shoulders. My aunt gave us red and white strings to tie to our cars and our doors in the apartment as a protection barrier so that spirits won't be able to get through the doors. She also gave us some herbs to bring home to boil. I was told to let the smell of the herbs go through my apartment for three days straight. I'm thinking this is so that it can fully cleanse the space. After a week, the shaman elder arranged by my mother-in-law came to our apartment in the morning. I had to go to work so I didn't get to see his ritual. He used the egg balancing technique to communicate with the spirit. During an egg balancing diagnostic, what the shaman will do is fill a bowl with rice grains place a rounded or sharp-edged object on top of the rice and attempt to balance an egg on top of the rounded or sharp-edged object. How this works is that the shaman will ask the spirit questions and if the spirit agrees to those questions, the egg will stand, meaning the ghost or the spirit or whatever it was, is holding the egg in place. The shaman elder found that it wasn't a deceased person, but it was actually a powerful animal that used to live around the property but died. Its spirit has been stuck there. When people open the main door to go inside the building, the spirit of the animal allows itself inside. When it gets inside the building, it'll transform itself into a human figure. However, if it were to go back outside, it would turn back into its original animal form. The shaman elder also burned Joss money in order to keep the creature out. I actually found myself confused and wondering how it is that my aunt chased a spirit away and the shaman elder chased another spirit away. I've always wondered if there were more than one thing going on. Of course, it took me weeks to become comfortable with coming home and staying alone at night, especially with the pandemic going on and being forced to work from home. Not too long ago, I was talking to the mo neighbor about the situation. His wife overheard and came out to talk to me. She said that the very last tenant was a guy and his son. The son had cancer and passed away at a hospital. A few months later, the father found out that he also had cancer. He was also admitted to the hospital. After a few months, he too passed away. I wonder if the guy with the no face that my husband saw was the father. Maybe he had nowhere to go, so he came back to the apartment. One day, while taking a break outside, I was talking to another neighbor who lived right upstairs from me. He asked, Hey, do you sometimes see or hear things? I asked if he meant paranormal things. He answered, yeah. Like sometimes I'll see something run across the room and sometimes things will just fall on its own. That's when I told him my experience and told him that even the other neighbors see and hear things too. He then told me that his neighbor next to him upstairs hears and see things too. I asked him, is there a particular place you feel it? We both agreed that it's the bathroom and closets since the cleanse through my aunt and shaman elder my husband and i don't hear or see things anymore it's been almost a year now every now and then i can feel it here and there but it doesn't bug me anymore i always say as long as it doesn't bother me i don't mind it being there either